0: Hello everyone and welcome to the 7th Man Podcast. I'm Will Beverina, I'm the Chief Editor of Dimer2k.com.
1: I am Josiah Cohen, I am the
2: Managing Editor of Dimer2k.com. I'm Len, I am the Senior Analyst of Dimer2k.com.
0: We uh, we switched off the intro just because <laughs> the last few were getting very repetitive of everyone writes for Dimer. Anyway, we're back for episode 21. You can check out all of our previous episodes on the YouTube channel. Just search Seventh Man Podcast. And uh, we have most of the episodes on iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify as well. Last time, we talked about the turn and the trades that went down, which seems like forever ago because uh, we haven't been around the past couple weeks, mostly due to me and work stuff getting in the way. So apologies for that. We're here now, though, to discuss some, uh, some good old NBA 2K League. We've got a variety of topics to discuss today, as a lot has been going on in our podcasting absence. The past week was a very eventful one, lots of hope, uh, high profile matchups, and uh, interesting results to say the least. At the end of it all, the standings are pretty wild right now. Um, let's start at the top guys. Mavs Gaming and Blazer 5 Gaming both currently sit at 10-1 and 1 on the regular season. Mavs Gaming uh, just coming off of a 10-game win streak, and Blazer 5 on a current 10-game win streak of their own. Let's assume that the battle for the best team in the league is between these two teams. Which of these is the best team, Josiah?
1: Blazer 5 Gaming.
0: Oh, just like that.
1: Uh, did, you, did you expect me to say otherwise?
0: Uh, no, 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 no you didn't. didn't but. No,
1: you didn't. Um, because no doubt our group chat has, has given you fair warning of what I think. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Blazer 5. And the Mavs are a phenomenal team. There, I said it. Um, but Blazer 5, <laughs> really, really good. And I will take Blazer 5, um, you know, just dual MVP candidates, you know, the leading MVP candidate this year as well. Uh, Lavish has, has come on really, really strong. They only are ten and one because they absolutely, absolutely choked away their week one game against the Bucks. Um, they, they, they do a lot, um, and you know they've played some tough teams. They have played some easy teams, as have the Mavs. Um, but you know, give me, give me Mama and Walnut, I'm just absolutely rampaging through the league.
0: Len, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to agree. I, I think it's, um, you know, I think it'll be uh, it, that it's a little closer. I think the Mavs have really gotten a lot better in the last, uh, you know, uh, last couple weeks. But, um, yeah, I mean, even when you look at point differential, they have a double-digit point differential. I think they're the only team in the league with that. Um, and not to mention, like, that they're not playing easy teams either like they've they beat warriors gaming by double digits they beat kingsguard by double digits they beat pacers gaming by double digits like they're they're really um you know showcasing in these wins as well so yeah i I mean i have to say uh blazer five as well but i i do want to say that mavs gaming is progressively getting better
0: yeah um for me this comes down to the fact that i think blazer five gaming has um it's tough now because uh Well, maybe not. I want to say Blazer 5 has the two best players among these teams. Obviously, Mama and Walnut. Mama, I don't think it's up for debate. Um, He's been playing. He's been the best 2K player in the world for um, almost this entire season now, right? I mean, he's just been on an absolute tear. No one can stop him. Uh, Walnut, his production hasn't been quite at Season 1 levels, but, I mean, you can't uh, count Walnut out for a good game at any point and P.P. Ballin has been playing very well living up uh, to his fifth overall um, status but um, yeah you know w- with Blazer 5 especially with the way they've been playing lately um, just this week alone uh, Len mentioned they they beat the Pacers by double digits they beat the Kings by double digits they've beaten the 76ers um, and the Mavs you know we, we kept saying the Mavs needed to prove themselves well maybe not prove themselves but um, show us that they can beat the best teams in the league and to their credit they've been doing that they they uh, very handily beat the Kings by almost 30 points um, they beat the Bucks a little bit back um, and you know lost a kind of close game to the 76ers so uh, I, I, just, I just think if you want to Look at the the two rosters. I think Blazer Five has the two best players, and that's kind of what it comes down to for me. Well,
1: Blazer Five is is top heavy. Um, the Mavs have right. have some really good depth. Yeah, uh, and the Mavs. Yeah, honestly, Grant hasn't Grant Monster hasn't played uh, all year, but yeah, you know, I, I thought that was a very good pick for them in the fourth round. Mo has turned out to be a really really good find at fourteen, um, and you know, as you said, Pete has been absolutely terrific. Rux has played well. Sherm might be one of the most underrated locks in the entire league. Um, so they're really they're really deep, one through five, one through six if if you want to extend it to to the bench as well. I mean Blizzard Five is still very good as well. But uh, you know, I, I think just Blizzard Five is so very reliant on their two best players. If those guys don't have if those guys simultaneously don't have good games, you know, you probably look at a Blazer Five Blazer Five loss, whereas for the Mavs, there are a lot of guys who can step up and and be carrying the load in any individual win.
0: Well, I I mostly agree with that, but let's not forget the Blazer Five played Jomar this week and still beat two very good teams. So they they have some depth of their own, and and Lavish, um, you know, he was a guy he was small forward last year, I believe, um, if I'm remembering correctly and uh he's uh he's played very well at that lockdown position. He had some shaky games I think maybe in the tip off um and uh and against the Bucks uh but he's really come along as as a lockdown defender. So the the Blazer Blazer 5 is top heavy, but that's just more of a testament to how good Mama and Walnut are. But this team is pretty sound um in spots 3 through 6. Yeah,
2: I, I agree cuz I, I I don't think you win you know 10 straight games with just two players you know i and I, I get what josiah is saying too but yeah like to to you know add to will's point i think you know even david and you know when Joe Mar they both stepped in at those that at the rim chart position as soon as they implemented that into the lineup uh to guard the pick and roll with lavish i feel like their defense has been really you know if not the best one of the best defenses in the league so uh yeah i think um you know, everyone on their team is really playing their role. Uh, I don't think they have as big as a big names as, like, say, a Sherm is for Mavs Gaming or Pete is for Mavs Gaming, um, and rightfully so. I, I even to say, I think Pete is you know at the top of the Rookie of the Year ladder. I think Sherm is m- making a really good case uh, for Defensive Player of the Year so far. Um, but yeah, I, I do think um, that we we do need to give a little bit more credit to uh, the Blazer Five uh, complete roster as well.
1: Yeah, I think I think depth is probably you know not as much as the word I was, I was intending as um, you know top heavy,
0: but it's more of a it's more like a team effort for the mass right? That, that's that's where it, it feels multiple like people can beat you. But as you said, that is yeah.
1: that is really just a testament to how phenomenal and how much of an impact Mama and Walnut
2: have on each and every game. For sure, for sure, I agree with that.
0: I guess I guess we're all in agreement there then. um, we don't hate the Mavs as much as they'll probably think that after listening to this. I just want to say I had the Mavs as the second seed in my season preview, so I definitely don't hate the Mavs, and I do very much believe in their talent. But uh, let's uh, anything else to say on that topic?
1: No, not not if you finish patting yourself on the back. We can think yeah. we can move on here. Uh,
0: you know, just wanted to just wanted to let let the let the listeners know that uh, uh i'm on top of these things let's move on let's go to the middle of the standings where it is an absolute cluster spots seven through 16 in the standings right now are separated by a single game if you're in any one of those spots uh your record is somewhere between four and four and five and five now let's make a lot of assumptions that's, here that's, that's for the sake Sorry. that's um... That's Sorry, five and 4 not 4 and 4 Oh yeah, you're right. There is no f- No, there are 4 and 4 teams yeah, yeah, in Yeah, but
1: there. your record is not between 4 and 4 and 4 and 5. It's, it's
0: five. Yeah, like I said 4 and 4 and 5 and 5. Yeah,
2: but 5 and 4 like the Nets are 5 and it's, 4. Yeah, 5 and 4 is at the top.
0: Well, I mean, you know, that's five and four is between four and four and five and four or five and five isn't it no it's it? not
1: no <laughs> no it's above it that's why they're above I them mean, in the like, standings i
0: mean like in the loss like you know in oh, the loss column the, four the between, win
1: percentages
0: all right you know whatever <laughs> so
1: some, some of us are just trying to keep the
0: people know the what listeners. i mean the no, people know don't. what i mean no they don't yes they do they, they really have no idea yeah You get it. Absolutely no. Your record is either four and four, four and five, five and four, or five and five. If you're in
1: complicated way of phrasing.
0: Seven through sixteen. That's what I meant. Okay, that's what I meant. (laughs) If if you think about it, you'll understand what I meant. Anyway, they're all separated by a game. Okay. Now let's make a lot of assumptions here, for the sake of this podcast, that there are two. Playoff spots up for grabs. Let's just say that the top six, the, the teams in those top six, the top six of the standings right now, they're they've you know, they've done enough to secure a playoff spot. Obviously not true in reality, but bear with us. Among those final two spots, Josiah, which of these cluster of teams is most likely to take them?
1: Oh boy. Um, yikes.
0: It's a tough one. It's a tough it's one. It's a
1: tough one. It is a very tough one. I mean, you got to go with the 76ers, um, you know, who, yeah, they, they've looked a bit shaky over the last few weeks, but, you know, they, they were the first team to beat the Mavs in the regular season. Uh, they're still the 76ers. They still have, you know, every everyone they have. CDS went off for a massive game. If, if he does more of that on a more consistent basis, then they're going to be even better than they have been already. So you have to look at the Seventy Sixers um as as being up there. But then what if the Nets beat them this week? If the Nets have add the Seventy Sixers to their, you know, win tally and they go up to six and four, then the Nets are looking really, really strong. The Magic have been phenomenal, um, the past the past few weeks. They're they're getting production out of every single player on their roster. Um Manny just stepped into a secondary ball handler role and has been excellent. Uh, toxic joined the team. Really, really good. So, I, th- those are the teams you have to look at. Um, you know, there are some teams probably easier to count out than others. Um, there are some teams whose path is, is sort of really clear. You know, the Hawks, for example. You know, they need to get out early. They need to, you know, get shots, scoring twenty five a game. Um, but you, I think you have to look at the 76ers and the Magic at this moment, but obviously that will change after Week 8 and after
2: the results therein.
0: Len, what do you think?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, after hearing what Josiah said, I think it's pretty clear that, uh, you know, every team in this, you know, middle middle of the pack uh, has pretty much shown... um, Inconsistent inconsistency throughout the year. Like each of these teams, they've had a few weeks where they've looked like a you know potentially like a top five team, um, or at least a top ten team, um, and uh, then they've had weeks where they've looked like a bottom five team. Uh, and it, so it, it, I mean, you could really make a case for anybody to get, sneak into those last two spots, as we saw last year, even where the Magic, uh, who you know, that didn't really have a talented roster or anything really had a chance there at the end had the Knicks not won the ticket to make the playoffs last year so um yeah it's just showing the you know how much parity is actually in this league I could really make a case for any of them I think when I look at the rosters uh, obviously the first ones that stick out to me are 76ers um Celtics crossover obviously because they have you know the big name point guard who you know could take over a game uh but lately, I mean, it's weird, like with 76ers, like their, their identity has totally um, been skewed the last couple weeks. And it's, it's just a weird thing to see, like they, they can't really find where they want people to be. Um, uh, radiant hasn't really been um, the radiant we've been accustomed, to early, been accustomed to seeing early on in the season. Uh, I feel like he's been struggling a little bit more since they've implemented the the glass cleaner into the lineup. But I also feel like that they had to they had to uh, integrate the glass cleaner into the lineup because of what um, you know what weaknesses were exploited when they played Blazer Five. So they don't want to go down that road again. So I think that they're just um, really going through a. a kind of an identity crisis in a sense uh whereas like a team like celtics crossover i think that they kind of created an identity crisis that wasn't necessarily needed where they had weeks where they were playing perfusion at the center position and things like that so um i think it's just really uh whichever teams can really find uh their niche and and really find some consistency uh we even have some teams like hawks talon where you know um they look really good against a Warriors team, and then they come back the next game. Uh, I believe it was against Cavs Legion, and uh, yeah, yeah, and, the, and then they lose that game. So, and I think it's just a kind of push and pull where they were able to, you know, really exploit the Warrior style and really find one on one on one matchups against Warriors gaming, where they kind of did a hey live live and die by the twos with shots kind of thing. Uh, whereas Cavs said, hey, we're not watching that. We're going to show a lot more movement on the defensive end. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it just depends, like, which teams can really make the adjustments that need to be made down the line, which teams can really show the consistency down the line. I, can, I could go down each team and, and really give, like, a, you know, in-depth breakdown of what I've, what I've seen. But, I mean, at, at this point, it's really hard to say who, who exactly, with the parity we've seen in this league, who exactly will prevail here at the end.
0: Yeah, I, I, 76ers is going to be a popular pick among basically everyone to be one of these teams that's going to get a playoff spot. Um, I usually like to play Devil's Advocate on this podcast, um, but looking at the rest of the 76ers' schedule, uh, they don't. They, they play like the Pacers, um, and then like they play like the Nets and the Hawks, I think, and then like the Grizz. But then they also play like the Wizards and the Pistons, so their their remaining schedule isn't the toughest, um, and that's without looking at anyone else's schedule. And I'd like to think that they can handle that kind of schedule because their losses uh, just I, I can't remember every single one of them, all four of them, but their losses have been to pretty good teams. Like they've lost to Blazer Five, they lost to Kings Guard. Um, who else? they lost to someone else just this week. Uh, who was it?
2: Well, they lost to uh, the Warriors last week. Um, right,
0: and they lost to the Magic. Yeah, this Magic this week. Yeah. So they've lost to pretty good teams. And, you know, it, it's the 76ers, so you're like, um, everyone thought they were going to be one of the best teams in the league. So the expectations are higher. And you're probably saying, you know, they should beat those teams, right? If, if they... If they are truly one of the best teams in the league, then they should be able to beat all those teams and not be five and four. Um, but looking at their remaining schedule, it's kind of, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's mostly teams that are kind of in this cluster. And I think that's very, they can handle that, hopefully, you know, for them. I, I think they can handle that. So I think 76ers is one of those picks is, is definitely, um, uh I, I'd probably lock that in. Um as for the second spots, I have absolutely no idea. Um I like the magic look good. Um you could make a case for the Jazz or the Hawks or the Bucks or maybe the Celtics have finally got it together <laughs> and they can do it. But um I mean I I honestly just have no idea. Um I think like I'm not sure if you can even, like, eliminate any of these from contention. Um, maybe the Grizz? I don't know. I, I There's a part of me that just doesn't see the Grizz making a run, but... But would you be shocked? Outside of that... Would you
2: be shocked if any of these... No, I
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. Because they've been playing better. Vandy's been playing a lot better, kind of living up to his seventh overall pick standing. Um, so, I it's... Who knows at this point? And like this is like this hypothetical, like, is just taking into account that the top six are secure when that is not the case at all. Not like, at all
1: the case. Not at not all. At all.
0: So it's even more complicated than this hypothetical, right? So I don't know, man. I don't also, know. Also, it's, it's gonna go ahead.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, to further complicate matters, the ticket. The like, ticket, yeah, you know, the that's 76ers might just go out there and win the ticket, you know, as could a whole variety. What if uh, it's not going to happen? I think, but what if the Knicks just went out and won it again?
0: I there's that no would way. just there's, there's no right way. there's no way, right? but
1: that would just throw everything further into chaos, like because then that's a whole team
2: from the top sixteen not making the playoffs. I mean, like, yeah, and like it's not, you know, it's not to say we haven't seen a team make a run this year. Like we saw what we saw with T Wolves at the um, at the Turn Tournament. If it, you know, it seems like it's becoming a, a major issue uh, late game. You know, allowing Cavs <laughs> Legion to come back and then they, they kind of blew it in the fourth quarter against Jazz Gaming in, in the Turn Tournament. But you know, had they knew how to close out games, we could be talking about a team like T Wolves Gaming being a tournament team as well. So. uh Yeah, I mean, it's not totally out of, I don't think it's totally out of the realm to believe that this year a team, like, out of the picture could win the ticket tournament, but I think it's hard to imagine, though, like a team like the Knicks doing it again, just with how they've looked throughout the year. They haven't really shown any sort of promise, like, in any of their matchups. Well, but the
1: Celtics are a team I think we could all very much see um, coming out and winning that tournament, and they're right now, they're the, the 13th overall team.
2: You could see, see them winning or just doing well. I I haven't seen them. Winning no, I could see them winning. I could see them winning
1: uh, um, because yeah, I mean, as I we know, tor- tournament Celtics are a real thing.
2: Tournament it's Celtics thing. are it, it, very a much a real thing. It is real, but right. they've never won a tournament.
1: Uh, yeah, they, they've been to the finals three times. No one else can say that. <laughs> you know, you're gonna get over the hump eventually.
0: 76 Sixers.
1: Right. True. All right. But in, in terms of their remaining schedule, and I'm just saying this to point out how complicated things become if a team wins, they have the Pacers, the Raptors, and the Warriors still left on their schedule um, going forward, right? And yeah, also like the Lakers, uh, but you know, whatever. Um, so, you know, if, if they conceivably finish like a, an 8-8 eight and eight or a 7-9 and nine even, uh, or even a 9-7, and seven, you know, those those are not going to be probably good enough to get you in the playoffs. You know in a in the conventional fashion. So if they come out and lock up a playoff spot in the ticket, which as we can agree they are all very possible, they are all very capable of doing, um, then you know further wrench in the system. What if what if the Pacers who are only five and three? What if they drop their next two games? Right. What if the yeah. Kings and the Warriors drop their next? Two games. Right? There are two teams I am confident I am you know one hundred percent confident will make the playoffs.
2: That's it. Yeah. Uh yeah. And I mean to bring up the Pacers, I think that they're kind of flying under the radar as a team that is I don't know if we want to say struggling, but I mean I think that they have dropped I, I don't know if they've lost
0: They haven't been able to beat good teams. I yeah. don't think.
2: Well, they've so they lost. They haven't been most games to keep last teams. week, um, and I think yeah. they lost. Oh no! So they, they ended up beating the Heat after they got um, killed by the by Kingsguard. So they they they've won one of their last four games, and the, and they lost their first game at the term tournament. So they they've lost four of their last five five games. So um, yeah, I, I I don't know if that's cause for concern. They have lost to good teams. Um, but they, you know, for, losing four out of your last five is pr- a pretty big deal, in my opinion.
0: You got to be good teams at some yeah. point if, if you want to make the playoffs, if you want to win a championship, which I'm assuming is the expectation for a team like the Pacers, who got Ramo in the offseason and has Wolf on their team. You're thinking championship. So, yeah. You got to beat the good teams at some point. Yeah,
1: and and ever since ever since week one, when they absolutely obliterated the Jazz, you know their their margins of victory have not been particularly high. Um, You know they had two four point wins, um, and they had a seven point win over the Pistons. And you should probably beat the Pistons by more than seven. That game that game was probably a bit um, probably not as close as the score indicated. But still, at some point, you know, as as Will said, you have to beat the best teams to be among the best.
2: Yeah.
0: So, what we're saying is the Pacers have taken the Mav spot as the you need to show me something team of let's, the league.
1: Let's make it happen, yeah. Well, okay. I, I, yeah, and I, think, yeah.
0: I
2: think that's fair. Yeah, and I, that's fair. I think it's bigger. Um, like when they played the Warriors, I noticed on stream, uh, Keen uh, or CB13 was, you know, he looked at Wolf and said, hey, man, you can't play all the defense. And I think, you know, Pacers are known for, you know, their defensive prowess and, you know, that's their identity. But um, I think other teams are starting to figure out, hey, let's test other people on this defense who aren't Wolf and Ramo and see how they do. Um, and it's, you know, and The Pacers really haven't been able to answer that question yet so uh, I know a lot of blame gets put on Maddie on the offensive end um but there's been worse point guards man there's been worse point guards and uh and I I I I know it's easy to say oh the Pacers have the best defense but you know they really couldn't stop be smooth against Warriors gaming and um I think it's, it's deeper than just saying, oh, hey, it's all on Maddie. Uh, their defense is the best, so it has to be their point guard who can't score. Uh, I, I think they have deeper issues than that. What? They, well, they don't score well, a ton. Well, hold, they don't score a ton Let's at all. look
0: at talking about Maddie. Let's look at the top ten teams. The, the, the general you know, thought is that if you want to succeed in 2K, you need a good point guard. I'm not saying Maddie is a bad point guard, but if you compare Maddie to the point guards of all the other top ten teams in the league, he would rank probably at the bottom.
2: Yeah, but I, looking but I think at Blazer
0: Blazer Five, Matt. Like
2: I, I think it's more so how bottom bottom players. two. I think it's more so how their team's set up, though. I think like they like they have definitely the most ball dominant center in the league in Ramo, which isn't a bad thing. He can score if it's you know for uh, for a big man in this league, he can score. But I I just I think um, I don't know. I think they put Maddie on more of a leash, and that he's not really able to do as much as say like uh, even ha- as much as like Cavs Legion allows Strainer to do. Um, so. I mean, yeah, I get it. Like, I'm not trying to say like, oh, Maddie is way better than what people think. Uh, I think that there's um, bigger issues though than just him. That like, you don't lose uh, four out of five just because your point guard uh, is is unbelievably terrible. You know?
0: Well, yeah, but at the the
1: same time, right? If they could change one thing, if they had could have one player recapture his form from a previous game, that would be Maddie scoring 30 points. Uh, a game, right? And even if it you know, it's not going to be 30 points a game, but if they had, you know, if they could change one thing, they would have him as, you know, re- retaining or recapturing that level and then they would be one of the best teams in the league. I think without question. Yeah. Right? And and that that switch is not
2: as easily flipped with any of their other four starters. I agree. Like, so, yeah, basically what I'm trying to say is, like, Swizzirk's defense isn't that good either. It's probably as bad as Maddie's offense it has been for them. But, um, but yeah, That I mean, I get what you're saying, though, too. If they did have a point guard like a BP or someone like that, who could score 20, 30 points? Um, yeah, that totally changes the dynamic of their team. But since they don't have that offensive identity and, and they count so much on their defensive identity – Yet they still have players who aren't that great on the defensive end. That's what I'm saying. That 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 it causes uh you know, a little bit more concern for me than j- it just being an issue of Maddie can't score. Well. Yeah.
0: Were you gonna say something to uh
2: not in response to that, but <laughs> I'm prepared to
1: to change topics.
0: Go ahead. Um
1: again, it's the irony is that this team does not fall between seven and sixteen, but the Cavs have, have won four straight. Um, and They have. And Savage is, you know, filling in um, very, very competently at point guard. Um, but also they've won four straight. And they are very much back into the playoff picture um, after being just three and five. And, and it's it's kind of remarkable. Um,
0: is, and, it, uh, is it too much to say that the Leica Pro sus- suspension saved their season?
1: Um, was the Lycopro suspension or, or was it, you know, acquiring All Hell Trey?
0: Well, that's part of it, but Lycopro just wasn't working. Lycopro is definitely hit.
1: not working at point guard.
0: And it forced them to make the change. I think they stuck with Lycopro a bit, a, just a tad bit too long. And this kind of forced them to make that change. Well, so,
2: for me, I think, uh, I think it, it, it's I think it's more than one thing like I think uh, Larry has been playing unbelievable at center so his transition to that yeah. so you know losing sick who's a great center you able to transition you know Larry to that position and he's able to produce at just high as a level uh, I think that's important I think God of 2k is one of the best lockdowns in the league. He, I think he's establishing, you know, a really good defensive player of the year campaign. Um, but, yeah, and then, uh, you know, also adding Trey. I think this team knew they needed defense or uh, needed offense. Uh, what you're losing with sick was defense, but, you know, Larry's been able to step into that role just fine. So understanding that Gotta 2K and Larry can still provide that defense for you, go get that offense. And Trey's been that strainer, you know, strainer and Trey uh, – two of the better shooters uh, or scoring shooters in the league. And, uh, the, you know, it's it's proven vital for this team, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and you have to give credit to the way this roster was constructed. Um, I think it was clearly built with versatility in mind. Larry has played both the four and the five. You can slot in Trey at the three or the four. Strainer has gotten time in at point guard as well as small forward. Um, and Savage, uh, like we said, plugs in quite nicely into that point guard role. So even when they make a trade as drastic as shipping off Sick, who's a very good player, they still had the personnel to move some things around and uh, you know not miss a beat.
2: Yeah, they
1: got they got strainer in the third round. That that remains some some ridiculousness right there.
0: Yeah, that was a End that was a round pretty big too. steal.
1: End of the third round; it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, yeah, in hindsight, pretty big steal. And then Savage, you know, back again in the fourth is very, very, very good. You know, last two rounds of the draft for the Cavs.
0: Yeah, so I mean, credit to them. I it was we <laughs> we we do need to wait though because this has kind of been the Cavs' mo the entire season where they lose to. Then they win two, Then they lose two, Then yeah. they win two. And, well, and now they've won four, but they're. I think they're still very liable to lose two if if you know history repeats itself. Yeah,
2: and then they're very much not out of the woods. Like, yeah. they're only seven and no. five.
0: No, absolutely yeah. not. Like they're absolutely winning not.
2: some close games against some of the lower tier teams. You know, like they That they went to what was a double overtime against the Knicks. Uh, they had you know as remarkable as it was, they were down, what, 18 points with three minutes left against the Timberwolves. So, I mean, uh, they're not, yeah, they haven't, it's not like they're completely just turning it around and, and they're dominating everybody. They're, they're going through some hard games and they could eat a lot of those games could have fell the other way. It's not to take away from their four game win streak. It's just to say that, you know, some, some of those shots don't fall. Some of those, um, other teams don't fold in the last seconds, and and they're easily uh, six and six or, or or five and seven, you know. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, it is impressive.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, um, I want to talk about one more team in particular, um, and then also Who? also maybe one other team. But let's just do it. Let's bite the bullet. Let's talk about the only five and five team in the league. Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks gaming. Throw, yes. throw out all your hot takes right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it. With uh, with
1: with okay. the knowledge of what throwing out those hot takes will do to your future interview
2: chances with the Bucks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have um, any hot takes for for the Bucks, to be honest.
0: I, I'm not sure if it's a hot take to say. I don't I mean they they're they're certainly not as bad as all of the preseason predictions were, including our own preseason predictions. They're certainly not the worst team in the league. But um the f- what, they were four and one to start the season? Was it four and one? Four and two, maybe. Am I four and two, yeah. And uh, you know, they I don't know. Who, who'd they beat? They beat Blazer 5, which, you know... They beat the Warriors. That was... They beat the Warriors. They beat the yeah. Warriors.
1: They they performed egregiously against the the Mavs. That, the game where they've moved Chatty to point guard, and uh, it did not go well.
0: Like, right. and really you know, did not go they, well. They made, they made the quarterfinals of the tip-off. They made the semis of the turn. They but got here smoked they sit at by the Wizards.
1: They got smoked by the Wizards. Was, it the, cor- was it the
2: quarterfinals the or match. they made the semifinals? I think. Of what? Oh no! Sorry. No, no, sorry. quarters, quarters.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I said oh, turn. I made the that wasn't,
2: yeah, that's me.
0: Yeah. So, like, it's, it's. I, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell because like, you can say so many things in their favor, and then are they going to make the playoffs? That's
1: that's the question. Um, are they going? And here. Here is their schedule. Um, they're well, think about this. I'm gonna flip through their schedule a little bit. They play the Magic uh, in Week Eight, and you know the Magic have, have come on very very strong uh, in the last. They play the Lakers and the Nets on in Week Nine, which is a, an interesting combo. And I think any team that gets to play the Lakers at this point um, should be should be glad. Um, <laughs> they've got the Cavs and the Jazz as well. Um, in a in a you know one hour split, which is that's gonna be tough. that that night will have a lot of playoff implications in, in week 10 there. And then they've got the Knicks as yes. well. Wow. All right, playoffs are looking good. Playoffs so, are looking good for the Bucks.
0: I okay, so like from a pure like numbers game where we're just talking about how many teams are like within, you know uh shooting distance of of the playoffs from a pure numbers game, the chances aren't great. Yeah. Just because there's so much that can happen. Yeah. Um, and you can say that about basically all the teams that are in this the middle of these standings, right? Like the chances. I don't think any team has has greater than a fifty percent chance out of all of these to make the playoffs. So it's an uphill battle. Now where. They kind of rank among all these teams. That I'm, I'm not sure about yeah. at all. Is is RSG the answer? at Power Ford. No. No. Yeah.
2: It's Big Meek. I mean, he. Th- he I, th- I think he provides, um, you know, uh, a couple bailout buckets, buckets and things like that that might be necessary down the line. I don't know if teams are becoming more accustomed how to defend this Bucks team now that uh, they've seen how. Um, uh, good uh A Rooks is at, at scoring the ball. But I mean it, i mean here in their schedule though, I mean it is an optimistic schedule to be, you know, to have. Uh it seems like they're facing a lot of those middle tier teams we're talking about where, you know, one one win or one loss could swing things. Being able to uh avoid those top three of Blazer Five, Mavs, Warriors Gaming, or even Kingsguard, Man, even Pacers, those top five. Uh, being able to to avoid those five teams uh, in the second half of your uh, schedule, uh, I mean, I think you kind of have to look at that as a win. You 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 just got a game plan for those other teams and and just show a little bit more consistency. Um, five and five, obviously, it means you're uh, you're winning as much as you're losing. So I mean, just finding finding a way to to string together uh, uh, quite a bit of wins. One, one thing that I really think they have going in their
1: favor is that A-Rooks is, is seemingly back to superstar status um, in that he can he can really carry the team offensively. Um, they bear hope for their as, sake. Right. Yes, indeed. Especially against some of these um, teams who are lower in the standings. Um, but yeah, they, they're going to need some ancillary scoring, that's for sure. But just the fact that they have a player... Or a score of Rooks's capabilities um, is a good point in their favor. Uh,
2: another thing that this yeah. makes me want to point out, as we talk about like how Chaddy didn't do too well on point guard uh, against Mavs Gaming, and that's kind of what they brought him in as. Uh, we were just speaking about how you know what would Pacers be if they had a you know a point guard who could score twenty points per game. Uh, when you look at the draft, it seems like after like the after the lottery really like after like the 10th pick like maybe 12th pick you could say with with wavy um which i mean there hasn't there it doesn't seem like there was a lot of point guard talent for these these better teams who necessarily needed a point guard like heat check gaming uh like uh you could say raptors uprising in a sense uh bucks gaming uh where they they waited to the later rounds to to take a point guard uh it'll be interesting thing to 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 keep an eye on going even into next season these teams that need point guards to see if maybe there'll be uh more point guard talent to to choose from just because it, it's it is kind of crazy to think that after the 12th pick there there really isn't a, an elite level point guard uh who um who's who was out there
0: yeah you 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 of need to get your your point guards at the top of the draft um because after that it's not a sure thing um so yeah that is a point and and um the bucks they've kind of covered that up by running their offense mainly through Mm -hmm. a rooks um but when that isn't working what do they turn to and that may be one of the yeah, issues with definitely. this team.
1: You know, you know who's you know who's looked really good at, in in limited starts at point guard, um, who who might have some Milwaukee connections and who who's available. No, you're not going to guess. All right, Lav. I I, oh, don't, Lav, I yeah. don't know. Oh, Lav. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you know, obviously, he's had a very small sample size at point guard for the Nets, um, but that's one lineup change that you have to tip your hat to to Kurt has has really been very good for them. Switching Lav to point guard and Wavy to small forward. That's worked. That's really actually well. true. That's I forgot. Yeah, I forgot point. he
2: went third round. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, He went third, third round.
1: round. trainer and Lav. Uh, all right. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Question for the assembled that I just thought of. If you could pick one team, you know, after that seven to sixteen, you know, cluster, if you could pick one team to win the ticket tournament. From 17 to 21, T-Wolves, Wizards, Knicks, Lakers, Pistons, who would it be? Yeah. T-Wolves, T-Wolves,
0: for sure. has to be they T-Wolves.
1: Ha- they
2: have the... Uh...
0: There, there can't yeah. be any other answer. I, I refuse, I refuse to buy into another Knicks gaming run in the ticket. I'm not bu- I refuse no. to do it. Yeah, I'm not I'm selling it, all, all that run. stock. I have no more stock say, in
2: that. I would say I'd be uh, I'd be willing to say Knicks have the second best chance behind T Wolves. I mean, just because I I am so low on on Wizards, Lakers, and Pistons, but uh, but yeah, I think all those are a pipe dream. I think T Wolves are the only one where I could you know actually see doing it.
0: T Wolves are the only team who have had any modicum of success in a tournament so far yeah. this season so and they
2: have players that you could see taking over games bear has shown he can play at a high level jay money's had really good games has had really good games hell jojo and and turn up is just really good yeah i mean yeah they have a, they have a good roster it's just it's kind of been just like a season full of turmoil but um
1: they could really use a coach yeah they could yeah matt you and for the Wizards, uh, just the Wizards have been a really interesting team over the last few weeks. You know, in speaking of players who can take over a game, all of a sudden Reese has you know transposed his scrimmage nature onto the the stage, and all of a sudden he seems like he can score points almost at will. Um,
0: after a very rough after start the After
1: possibly being one of the worst five starters in the league in the first half of the season, I, I will say that.
0: I wasn't going to say that. I was just going to say rough start. I said out. it,
1: but all of a sudden, he is obviously nowhere near that conversation anymore because he's really turned it around, much to his credit. Um, but, but, man, they need more out of JT. And JT knows that, so JT is not going to mind me saying it. They need more out of JT.
2: So, so this is uh, where... Blur- yeah.
1: That's been such a. This is
2: where it's become. Like, this is one of the more topics that's become increasingly annoying to me. It seems like everyone's trying to walk on eggshells around JT. Like, oh, I don't want to say JT. But JT has been the worst point guard in the league. He's been worse than Kuda. He's been worse than Maddie. He's averaging seven points per game.
0: Worse than. He's
2: averaging. mm, (laughs) Yes, he is. He's averaging seven points per game. He's the only point guard to average seven points. He's averaging less than control. He's averaging seven points per game, four assists per game, less than control in both statistical categories. I was looking it up yesterday. Uh, you know, I was watching them okay. play, who, who were they playing, Celtics crossover, and they needed a bucket late in the game, and he was guarded by Perfusion, a small forward, sh- sharp. How do you not consider that a mismatch? He attacks on the first play, misses or takes some crazy mid-range jumper, at um, Attacks the second one and, and turns over the turns over the ball and then is scared to attack the last the last one. He tried it three times the last minute. Uh, I think I, I don't know what it is. Like this guy was their first round pick last year, number twelve overall. Uh, they retained him this year. Uh, you know all these other point guards we're saying are struggling. We're like either late round picks or you know uh, questionable uh, picks and. And the expansion draft, but this is a guy who was supposed to be the franchise player, uh, and he's not it at all. And it seems like everyone's just trying to walk on eggshells around it because they don't either want to hurt his feelings or what. But you know, we're 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 willing to talk about these other point guards that they need to step up and and and, and play better uh, when he's been the worst. So uh, it, it's just become increasingly annoying to me.
1: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna address that, but I just want to compare his stats with controls. Uh, JT is, you know, averaging. We're only talking regular season here. Seven point one points, four assists, two point eight turnovers on thirty six percent from the field and forty percent from three. Uh, control is not averaging that. Control has four point four assists per game, four point three turnovers per game, shooting thirty two percent from the field, fourteen percent, if I recall correctly, from three on seven point three points
2: per game. And, you know, both both aren't – So he's more efficient. Both aren't excited. So he's more efficient. But also Control's uh, regular season statistics are skewed because he played lockdown for a little while too. But, but yeah, I mean – so, okay, so we're comparing him to Control still though. This is a first round. And granted, Control was a first round pick last year as well. But I feel like Control gets a lot of scrutiny. Whereas JT gets none. No – like maybe everyone's like, okay – Pr- I won't
0: say none. It's, it's, it's I pretty, say none. it's pretty,
2: you know, rare. JT's been terrible. Yeah, he's been
1: terrible. Yeah,
2: um, if any other player that you know, he's I feel been like it, really bad. Yeah. I, I just want that to be known. He's been really, really bad, and I don't think people are saying it to that extent that he's been really, really bad. And this wizard team would be better if he was playing at an even average level. He's playing below par.
1: I think JT kind of knows that though. Yeah. Which is, which is, yeah. Self admonition is, is a good way to take rare, rare and a good way to take away criticism.
2: (laughs) Rare in this community. Exceedingly,
1: exceedingly rare, exceedingly rare. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, we, we appreciate JT in that respect very much. Um, What, what, it sounded like you had something else to say. No, it's just
1: it's just a tough season for the Wizards. Um, you know, due yeah. to due to pre season preseason circumstances. Um yeah, they they still pulled off a great trade by, you know, dealing the fourteenth pick for Day Fry. I think that'll come to fruition, you know, further down the road because Day Fry's not going anywhere anytime soon. He's gonna be with the Wizards for a long time. Um, you know, but just could compare that to dealing the number ten pick for, for like
0: yeah. yeah, that did not turn out too hot for the Lakers. Nah.
1: And the, the Lakers, by the way, got a great second-round pick at Kev, which, which doesn't yes, get did. talked about enough because they've just been so bad as a team. And Kev, well, Kev has had struggles is, himself. Um, but yeah. you know, as far as second-round picks go, like that, that was a really good one.
0: Well, I mean, teams have keyed in that, you know, He's, you shut down Kev, right. then the yeah. Lakers have no chance. No chance right? yeah. yeah and
2: well i was going to say i think but ahead. the lakers aren't far off in my opinion like they're really bad this year but if they uh re- yeah
0: they have pieces. Yeah. Yeah, they got they and with. they know they can
2: bring in someone who is knowledgeable of, you know, this game and this community and its players. Um, they could, you know, bring back good players that they currently have on their team and fix some of the mistakes that they made this year and really be a contending team next year, like we saw a lot of teams from last year do this year.
1: Yeah, they could really benefit from a two K coach. Like they've they've tried to integrate some horns and some post-scoring sets Um, but you know without having a coach and without having those fully worked through they just those sets just haven't haven't worked and the imagination is there which is good Um, and you know having a change of pace is is always going to help your offense Uh, but they just haven't been able to implement the sort of things they've wanted to implement with any consistency with any efficiency so you know getting getting a, a 2k coach uh, will really help them next year as well as just building, you know. And they're an expansion team, right? So, you know, they they tried to swing for the fences a little bit um, by going out and getting Vert, and they really tried to go experience heavy in the draft, uh, thinking that that might ease the uh, pains of being a a uh, an expansion team. But you know, obviously, this is. Much more along the narrative of a classic expansion team, where you have to struggle a little bit. At uh, first. You're being nice. You have you're to, being you nice nice and, and struggle.
0: And, I mean, Vert's game just kind of didn't fit this meta when they already had Moody at center. Yeah. Um, he didn't. Um, I mean they they've tried Vert on the post scoring build mm-hmm. at power forward, yep. right? Yeah, and it um, didn't work. So yeah, which is which is um, no solid. fault of
1: Verts necessarily, right? They're just. They right. they had him sitting in the corner a lot, you know. When they did get the ball to him at the post, you know, they're just you know trying to like yeah, the, the
0: Hawks have the Hawks have learned to maximize the post scoring. Built the Lakers well. Haven't. There's a um, there's a huge so uh,
2: difference in skill. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. shots yes. is very yeah, good. shots
2: yes. is is okay.
1: extremely good. Yeah. You know, not probably not as good as Len thought he was last year. No, but no still, extremely, still extremely extremely good. good. I, and in the MVP conversation, it's uh, in we, the MVP conversation. exactly what
2: I thought he was.
0: We <laughs> are not going to discuss Len's take Glenn on the season one play. That's an
1: extremely hot take that we will not into. It will into.
0: never, ever, ever <laughs> be recorded on this podcast. No, it does not. It
2: so is so not worthy To, to, to not recorded. lose track, though, it's I just crazy. want to bring up that I don't think Vert. I I don't think getting vert was a necessarily bad decision. I think the way they went about it, giving up such a high pick to get him, is where it, where it looks like a mistake, but I think he's still a complimentary piece. I think he, you know, if, if they are able to bring back three players next year, I think he is one of the players they should bring back. Um, but yeah, uh, giving up the 10th pick, knowing that you could have got a point guard at that pick and not having a point guard currently, it does look worse. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So I, I think that's what makes it look a, a little bit more confusing as well, to how they how they got them. I
0: I think this season has shown that you don't have to rebuild, yeah. right? You can have one bad season and then you can go right back to the top the next season. Look at Mavs gaming right now, ten and one. Warriors gaming seven and four. Kings guard seven and four. Pacers gaming five and three. You get a high pick. The Lakers are going to get a very high pick. Very high pick. Um, assuming, assuming the lottery doesn't absolutely obliterate their entire franchise, they're going to get a high pick, and they're going to have their pick of a point guard. And so you bring back two. Um, I think they should bring back Kev and Moody. If they are allowed to bring back three, you add invert there, and you have some pieces to work with along with a point guard who should come in and and do very well and and be able to run an offense so all hope is not lost and you can say the same about any of these teams in the bottom like you know pistons gt or um the wizards so who who do the pistons um, bring back uh may
2: may um may and then throw the rest in a hat (laughs) (laughs)
1: let's let's not let's not go down that 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 road (laughs)
2: Uh, I think they bring back May um, Insanity and Dev
0: Gos. Yeah, think Insan- Insanity that. is probably coming back. Yeah. Does Insanity want to be back? That's. Anyways,
1: anyways, um, the Heat will will pat himself on the I back, w- but the Heat <sighs> aren't looking too hot right now. Uh, they're they're nope. four and five. They're in sixteenth. Um, you yeah, know, tied. One in three since the hood One trade. One in three since the hood trade. They're on a buy. Uh, they were They were on a buy. Um, they need to turn things around.
0: Who do they play this week?
1: Uh, that's a good question.
0: The Magic they, they, and the Jazz. Oh, well. Those are two big games. Big games.
1: Big games. Big games right
2: there. Uh, I want to say these are kind of like must-win games. Um, I, I, you it's safe only... to say
0: if they go 0-2, then I think they're out of the
2: playoffs. I agree. I think seven losses is not yeah. comfortable
1: because, you know, they also have the Nets uh, later on, right? And also, you know, these two games help determine their seeding for the ticket, right? You, you don't want to be going up against, say, the Blazers. Obviously, the Blazers. Well, the Blazers also, lost, you, yes, you beat... in the first round, but at the same time, you know, i don't think you you want to be going up against the blazers
0: well you'd also be giving wins to two teams that are in the cluster yeah. so um and um i'm not quite sure what the minimum record you need to be in the in the playoffs is i think 10 and 6 is probably what you want to shoot for 9 and 7 is when it gets density. very dangerous there so if they go four and seven, they have to win out and hope a lot of things go in their favor. The Heat have so, so many
1: games remaining against teams right in that cluster: Raptors and Hawks. Two more. Very, very big. You have to, you have to come out and show while you were the finalist last year.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, no comment. Um, Who? The Knicks? The Heat. Uh, the Dex, the Dex, no, the, next, no, the next, no, uh, I, It was a, joke, it, was a joke, it was a joke
2: to say both finalists are like, "Oh, this league is crazy, man." It is. <laughs> both finalists are are not in the top 15 of the standings. So that's wild.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, it, there's things everything can change in just one off-season. There's there's no there's no such thing as a rebuild in this league, I don't think. Um, with the amount of talent, um, well, right now, as, as you know, things expand and the talent doesn't become so concentrated. Maybe that'll change, but um, things change. The, the big, the big question is
1: how many players the teams get to protect. Is it two or is it three? Yes, that is the
2: that's going to be foundational big. question for the league next year.
0: That will change everything this offseason.
2: One more thing I want to say about both of these teams that were finalists last year was I think that um, they're kind of cursed. I mean, obviously, you would want to have a successful season. Like, obviously, the Knicks won season one. uh, Heat check made it to the finals. But I think they both uh, um, were kind of cursed this season by how the results played out last season. Like, the Knicks, had they not won the championship, they do not bring back Idris. They do not bring back Ye. Uh, or maybe they bring back Idris, but they don't bring yeah, back um, yet. Yeah, Yeah,
0: um,
2: and you know, since they win the championship, they they see he's like a vital piece. He hit some big shots, so they bring him back. And now they're kind of like they don't even use him. He's their sixth man now. Hazza has been like a bright spot for them. So I think they've that they, they kind of you know, even though they won the championship, I think that they're kind of feeling the effects of you know winning a championship and and being nice and bringing back everyone who won you that championship. Uh, but then also with Heat Check where you know they really benefited from from that patch and i know we keep bringing it up but they really benefited from it and they they, you know they kind of felt like you know they had all these versatile players that didn't you know that they didn't necessarily need to get a point guard jay money ended up falling to them and they felt satisfied with that he ended up not panning out they they thought they were getting value in hood he's looking like he's not panning out so it's just looking like that that they're kind of um you know feeling the effects of their success last year finding that um Exploit in the new patch, whereas now it's looking like okay, you've never had a point guard. Now, when you need one more than ever, it's really showing. But at the same time, for the Knicks, you take it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, of oh yeah. yeah, you take the championship every every, every yeah, that's time. That's what I'm yeah.
2: saying. Like yeah, you'd want that, but it's just showing the effects of of winning that championship. That it's like okay, you brought back Yay, who's not going to be retained at all. Um, the funny thing for me, yeah, the funny but, thing
1: for me with the Knicks is that I think in you know three out of my five mock drafts or whatever, I had them taking Seam at the end of the first round. Um, it, it's, and That would have been pretty good and for That him. would have been pretty good for them. That's not to say that Malik is a bad player, uh, but Malik is not a good defender. Uh, he, he's a very high-volume scorer, and you know he hasn't been particularly efficient. Uh, but Seam is, is kind of showing out in Sacramento. Um, uh,
2: yeah. yeah, I think it's safe to say Seam is better right now. Yeah, for sure. See, see, Seamus probably. You know, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I, I would, like first thought he's be- the best sharp. I mean, well, no, you have you have a rooks and and b smooth, but but, but seems up there, man. He's definitely like top three, top five.
1: Hindsight is twenty right. twenty.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a lot of what we discuss comes down to. But anything else we want to talk about?
2: No, I think we've kind of went through all of. I'm, uh, I'm pretty talked cool out. Points. The,
0: yeah. The Timberwolves
2: um, blew we, a massive lead.
0: Yes, they a did. Massive lead. Yes, but we're not going to talk
1: about that.
0: That uh, there's not much they to talk, can't about. talk about. You blew that. an 18-point lead in the fourth the quarter. The only talking it about just, that that happens. needs to
1: happen should be done in the Timberwolves locker room, as it were.
0: Yes. That is. I'm sure they. That have is late. cause for a players-only
1: no. meeting. But and, and, but then one again, thing the about problem the... is that you know maybe their maybe the the majority of their season over the last couple of weeks has been players only meetings.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, and that it, you know this is the when I got to experience you know seeing them in person and uh, it was during the time where Hood put in his trade request and stuff. I thought that they would be more one of the uh, you know. Less compatible teams, uh, when in fact they look like they had the best chemistry. So, uh, I'm sure that they're they have like an open book and they're they're really trying to figure out, uh, what went wrong and what they need to fix in the future so that never happens again.
0: Yeah. Um, but that that just may just slow have, the
2: ball down, dude. Just slow the ball down, man.
0: I it killed their season, it killed their season. Yeah. So, there's but the ticket, the, t- the ticket if uh, i don't know man if like if the knicks win the ticket again i think we need to rethink (laughs) this whole automatic playoff birth thing yeah yeah i really do the ticket sponsored by knicks like like it it worked out last season but um i think the unfortunate part is that it's
2: like one tournament so like Say, for instance, like, you know, 76ers won a tournament, Warriors Gaming won a tournament, and the benefit of it, obviously, cash prize was nice, but, like, and then all of a sudden, there's one tournament that necessarily you didn't do too well, and as we see in this, this league, there's a lot of inconsistency, it's a lot about going on runs, going on win streaks, and, and figuring out when to adapt. Uh it kind of sucks that it's just like one tournament to say okay this is the exact tournament we get to decide who goes to the playoffs. That's what
1: makes it exciting though.
2: Yeah. That's why they do it. Yeah, that that's was,
0: yeah. that's what they're going for. Yeah. So um I think that's it then for today. Uh we kind of kind of just jumped. We didn't we didn't plan most of that discussion to be honest. We just kind of jumped from topic to topic topic, but um Josiah where can the people find you in all of your wonderful content? You can
1: find me stealing motivational tweets at Josiah Cohen 13 A <laughs> um, uh, bit, bit sarcastic there. Uh, you can find me writing mostly on dimer2k.com.
0: Len?
2: Yeah, you could find me uh, talking about how Shot should be MVP um, no. and how great no. of a player he no. is. Yes, uh, but no.
0: Uh, that's a take. That's a take.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, definitely mama, but no, Shots has Shots has been great like I like You
0: I you have it. a profile you just wrote. Yeah, I just wrote yeah, you uh, did a Q&A. Yeah, yeah.
2: I wrote a profile, but that's on dimer 2 k So uh, that's dimer2k.com. So Thank you very much. Yeah, talk yeah, dimer2k.com. You could find the profile and I'll have some you know we're getting to mid-season here too, so I'm, I've been writing up some stuff uh, in regards to that. So you'll find some of that stuff uh, coming up in the coming weeks uh, on Dimer2K.com. But uh, yeah, anything else? You can find me at two k uh, on Twitter. We have we have some insane content coming this week.
0: It is really good. Yeah, we we got some stuff in the works. Got some stuff in the works for sure. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Will Beverina. That's B-E-V-E-R-I-N-A. Um, Follow Dimer at Dimer2K, but if you're listening to this podcast and you don't follow Dimer, then what are you doing? Um, Dimer2K.com for lots of NBA 2K League content, news, analysis, profiles, and the like. Um, So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Whether you listen to just a little bit or the entire thing, we always appreciate the support and Hopefully we will see you next week, barring any more um, stupid work stuff coming up for me. So um, see you then, and thanks for listening.